The case I have chosen today is the case of the Fort Worth Trio, Mary Rachel Trulicia, Lisa Renee Wilson, and Julianne Mosley. These girls went out to a shopping center together on December of 1974 and have not been seen or found since. There is no trigger warnings in this episode. Please explain why. Because <laughs> it's just a disappearance, I guess. <laughs> she knows I don't do unsolved cases. Unsolved disappearance. Eye roll, eye roll, eye roll. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Good morning, America. We are back with our seventh episode. Finn hit them double digits. Mm-hmm. Only how many? Th- three? three? Three more episodes? But anyways, I am here with my shorty, Christina. Shorty slash co-host Christina. <laughs> yeah. And I'm here with my... Shorty slash co-worker slash co-host <gasps> we Alyssa. <are> <laughs> <laughs> My mic is covered in dog and cat hair. But I guess you need a lint roller. <laughs> Think you need to kick a few cat and dogs out your house. They're all your pets. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Alrighty, let's get into it. On December 23rd of 1974... Three girls in Fort Worth, Texas decided to do some Christmas shopping out in their shopping center. The three girls consisted of Mary Rachel, 17, Lisa Renee, 14, and Julie Ann, 9. That's, they, how, that's how they really are like considered by their middle names and first names? No, that's just their name, but they they go by their middle name. So I was typing like Renee, 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 and I was like, <gasps> that's, Shorty's, Stop. That's, Stop. <laughs> that's really Shorty's middle name. Wait, but what's their f- all first names? Because that's kind of hard. That's Mary, like- Lisa, and Julianne. Okay, go ahead. But I have, but everything, they co- they go by their middle name. So I'm going to be here and, okay. Okay, that's fine. I got- I'll try to keep up. Okay, well, let, me- let me do it again. Rachel's 17, mm-hmm. Renee's 14, and Julie is 9. You just had a whole different names. <laughs> Mary- <laughs> Which one's Mary? <laughs> Mary Rachel. That's okay. her name. But I'm gonna just going to call her Rachel. Cause okay, th- we got Rachel. 17. Okay. And Renee. Okay. 14. Okay. And Julie is 9. Okay. Okay, let's go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go by like their background or whatever. Rachel, it's not a lot. Rachel, Julie. Okay. What? I'm just reciting the okay. names so I can remember. Okay. So like I said, even though her name was Mary, she liked going by her middle name, Rachel. So that was the older one. Mm-hmm. And everything I read, like all the articles and the videos, they all called her Rachel. So that's what we're going to go by. Okay. Respect out to Rachel. Mm-hmm. But Rachel was born on November 15th, 1957. And she had an older sister named Deborah and a younger brother named Rusty. Deborah has stated that they're... Why are you laughing? I'm not. Why are you... Oh no! Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm not. Go ahead. Because of Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's anyway. just the names of those days, you know. Yeah. Right. Just like imagine Renee. Like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Deborah has stated that their childhoods were both unhappy, 
because Rachel had been afraid of her father because he was very, I don't want to say like abusive, but Mm -hmm. he was, you know, he's just bad. Okay. Uh, There isn't much online about Rachel and her childhood or background growing up. So we're just going to move on because there was like nothing. I couldn't find anything of either of the girls' background. Oh, the other ones? Neither. I mean, neither of the three really. Oh, but you found some for Rachel. I found some. Rochelle. Because she had a older, whatever. Okay, um... So, the time of her disappearance, she was 17 and it was 1974. And even though Rachel um, was still a high school student at Southwest High School, she was already married to Thomas Trulicia, but she calls him Tommy. And they had been married for six months and living together. Wait, how old is she? She's 17. She got married? 17. And she's still in high school. Still in high school. So, they had been married for six months and... Live, already living together before she disappeared. Yeah. And he also was 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're the same. But Tommy at the time already had a two-year-old son of his own, <gasps> in which people claim that Mary had care for care for him as if he were his own. She so, was his own? Yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. way that she had met Tommy was because he had dated and was engaged to her older sister, Deborah. <gasps> yeah. And while they were living together... Wait, De- so he's already... Two failed marriages, or no, one failed one marriage, failed marriage yeah. and he's only 17. Mm-hmm. Well, really, it was probably 16, maybe? Maybe, yeah. But they mm-hmm. were engaged first, and then they broke up, and then he went to Rachel. Uh, well, wow, they- so that's crazy. That's yeah. like changing. <laughs> he changed both of the sisters' last names. Yeah. That's wicked. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't the Wait, wouldn't the weddings be the same? Like no, if, they didn't get married. They were just engaged. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I was thinking, like, if they had the wedding, it would be the same crowd as the next wedding. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be lit. Okay, I no. guess. <laughs> um, while they were living together, Deborah had been fighting with her then boyfriend, and and had left to move in with Tommy and Rachel. Uh, she had said that it wasn't uncomfortable because their relationship was never serious in the first place. But they got, but they got engaged. Yeah. So that's kind of serious. Yeah. Um, Maybe not for that time. Wasn't that serious? I guess. 1974? I thought it was 1950. Oh, that was when uh, she was born. Yeah. Now that's kind of serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Okay. Yeah. Um, Rachel at the time stood 5 feet and 6 inches, weighing 108 pounds. With brown hair and blue green eyes, I saw her. Wow. Bla- I saw her. I saw her black and white photo, and I was like, "Wow, she's really pretty." Even through a black and white photo, I was like, um, "There's this guy at work," mm-hmm. and I told him to come help me with mm-hmm. something. If he hit on you, don't tell me, babe. No, he you didn't. made me so cry to sleep. Stop, stop. I was like this because he had, he has like, 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 um, sun bleached brown hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they call it, sandy hair. Yeah, here you go. Sandy brown hair, Sandy brown. and he had the bluest eyes. I said, "Whoa, you don't see that a lot." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I'm always scared of people with blue eyes." Why? I don't know. It was weird. Like super blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you have some people that are like they fit their blue eyes, uh-huh. but then you have some people who are have like really blue eyes. I'm like, "Whoa, it's too blue." Yeah, it's like you're staring into the ocean, yeah. and the ocean's staring back at you. Yeah, weird. Weird. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next is Lisa Renee Wilson, who also went by her middle name Renee. So that's what we'll be calling her throughout this episode. She was born on August 29th, 1960. 
uh, there wasn't much about her childhood again. She was only 14, so, I mean, you know. But nothing growing up family-wise was on the internet that I could find. But the way that she knew Rachel were they were just, like, regular best friends that mm-hmm. they've known each other. And Lisa at the time was 5 feet and 2 inches, weighing 110 pounds, brown hair with reddish highlights and brown eyes. And lastly, there is the nine-year-old Julianne Mosley, who was born April 5th, 1965. The way she was entangled with these girls was because Renee, the second one, she was dating Julie's older brother, Terry. And Renee had first asked Terry to come with them, but he had plans to visit a friend already. So Renee had asked Julie to come with them, and of course she went. And that's... How Rachel and I was wondering why the nine year olds with like fourteen yeah. and seven she's seventeen, right? Fourteen and seventeen year old. I was thinking like maybe family friend or something like that. But it makes sense now. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. So on December twenty third, nineteen seventy four, Rachel had decided to go Christmas shopping to get some last minute gifts. But before she had asked her friend Renee to go with her, she had asked her mother, but she didn't want to leave her husband alone because he was sick. So that's when Rachel had caught up Renee and asked if she could come along with her since her mother wasn't able to join her. Uh, Renee, of course, said yes and that she wanted to tag along. Um, And the times that Renee's mom was at work, she would go visit and stay at her grandma's house. And across the street from her grandma's house is where Julie Julie lived. Mm -hmm. Okay. You following along? Okay. You know, sometimes I write my stories. I'll be like, okay, this is going to confuse Shorty, so I have to rewrite it. I, I did Dead serious. get confused. Mm-hmm. That's th- why I laid my head down so I could really yeah. concentrate. What in. are you confused on? Rachel went to her mom's? <laughs> no, Renee. Okay. <laughs> There's too many R's. I told you to keep married. Literally, Rachel and Renee. Okay. okay. So Rachel went to go... This is fine. No, the listeners can listen to it, and it's not about me. So if they get it, we get it. But you need to follow along so you can I am. It's just my brain's kind of hard. That's why I was like, I need to close my eyes to (laughs) imagine it. Don't laugh that hard about it. You can't look and listen at the same time. No. All right. So Renee's mom was at work, so she would go to her grandma's house. Okay, that makes sense right there. Okay, we're good. And across the street from her grandma's house was where Julie lived. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's how they knew each other. That's how they grew up friends, right? Okay. So this is how <laughs> these two, Julie's older bro- Julie's older brother or Renee's boyfriend, Terry, would have known of each other. Back it up, Terry. We're <laughs> 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 in library. Okay. Okay. Sorry, readers. <laughs> So, whenever Rachel had called Renee and asked if she wanted to go shopping with her, at first she wasn't very up for it, and she had asked Terry if he wanted to go with them. But like I said before, he had already made plans to go visit another friend that day already. So, Renee said that she'll go, but she wanted to be back home by 4 o'clock. Because later that night, her and Terry had a Christmas party to get ready for. And since he couldn't go, his younger sister, Julie, the nine-year-old, begged her mom and Renee if she could go along with them. Her mom was hesitant at first because she didn't know or ever met Rachel before. 
but eventually she gave in and said she could go along with them to the mall, but to be back by six. So Rachel had came around noon in her Oldsmobile 95, which is a car. The girls went I in. I bet it is. It looked pretty nice to me. I don't know what it looks like. I was just kidding. It just looks like an old car. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the girls went in the car and began to drive their way to the mall. But before arriving to the mall, Rachel had made a stop at a local store to pick up some items and gifts she had on layaway. After getting everything she needed, they headed to the mall and parked in the upper level near Sears. And did you shop at Sears? I, I remember going in there, but I don't remember shopping. Did you take pictures at Sears? No. Okay. Never mind. I didn't know you could. <laughs> we didn't go in there like... We went in there to, like, pass through to the mall, right? It's where TJ Maxx was at. Yeah. But it was so, it was one of the weirdest stores I've ever been in. Yeah, because they had everything. They literally like, had clothes. And then it the next, was like a little Walmart. You had clothing, baby clothing. And then the next I love you got a big-ass lawnmower. Like, oh, yeah. what the hell is going on yeah. here? Like, they got to pick a baby outfit for the baby when they go mow the lawn. Like, that was the weirdest place. And then you had, like, Chonix TVs, like, yeah. Shit was wild in Sears. Yeah. But um anyways, after time passed, the family began to worry because they had not gone home yet. But they also didn't think much of it because they were out shopping and all and you know they're teenagers ish. Um but more time Where did this happen? In oh girl, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, sorry. Yes. Um but more time began to pass, and they decided to head over and check to see if they were still there. Or maybe they were on their way home, and Rachel had experienced some car trouble and was stuck on the side of the road somewhere. But the family began uh, making their way over to the mall around 6 p.m., and the car was locked and in the Sears parking lot where they had left it. And the authorities got there, and they believed that the girls at some point left the mall to go to the car because inside there were gifts that they bought in the mall, mm -hmm. locked inside the car um, with the other things that Rachel had gotten from the first store that they had previ previously stopped at. Um, some believe the girls had shopped, went to the car to drop off their stuff, and went back inside to continue shopping for more, but no one really knows what happened after they dropped the gifts off in the car. And then I try to look up, when did they first put, like, surveillance cameras in I was the, thinking about cameras too yeah I was thinking of when they put um, first put surveillance cameras out in the mall like any mall or that mall any mall I mean like when, when, when was it I don't know it didn't give me like a straight up answer and I didn't want to go digging for it so well in a in a podcast that I was hearing mm -hmm. they had surveillance cameras inside a radio shack because mm -hmm. a guy went in there Killed the manager. Yeah, I might tell that story because that was that was so juicy, mm -hmm. stiff. But anyways, he broke in there and he stole the cameras in there. And the the podcast person was like, "Yeah, like back then, Radio Shack had the cameras, had mm -hmm. pretty good cameras yeah, because yeah. it's Radio Shack." So, so maybe they were the first people, maybe to have maybe, them. Maybe. I mean, they would have seen something, so I guess they didn't have anything up. Yeah. Um. So the authorities and families began looking all over the mall. Inside every store, but none of the girls were found anywhere. 
There were a couple of witnesses that had claimed that they had seen three girls in the mall and remember the clothing that Renee was wearing. Uh, the family... Um, Okay, the family or the family member that I saw was most involved in this case was Rachel's younger brother, Rusty, who was 11 at the time of the disappearance. He had claimed that the police at first did not take the situation seriously because authorities had treated it as if the three were runaways. He claimed that they didn't do much investigation with the car, like they didn't even fingerprint it when they first found it or anything. Mm-hmm. It was said that the police didn't want to go in the mall until 11 p.m. when it was closed because they believed that the girls were still shopping and I guess they wanted to wait until they would see if the girls would come out. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really... You think, is that reasonable to you or what do you think? Yes. Then I have it in this next part too. I was like, I had put that... I mean, I understand because they're girls mm-hmm. that age. Um, so I, if I was a police officer and I had gotten that, I would have been like, they're probably still in there shopping somewhere. You just, you know, I mean, like, would you have waited till 11 o'clock? I mean, maybe not that long, mm-hmm. but like, cause when did they go to the mall? Like around six and they waited until 11, which is like five hours. I mean, I don't think that's that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have had like a cop at every exit, mm-hmm. every door. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you go in after everybody leaves. Yeah, but they waited until 11 to go in and do, like, a search. Search and, like, interview the... Workers? The, the workers. The clerk people that worked in the different stores. Uh-huh. They went and did that. Uh, so when the police went around interviewing the stores and the workers, a clerk had told them that a woman had told him that he had witnessed unidentified men pushing the girls into a pickup truck. But the police were never able to locate this woman and couldn't verify the story. And there was another woman who had came forward and claimed she saw the girls riding around on a security cart. Oh. And there were many other witnesses, like, saying the same thing. But none could agree on, like, specific details of the story. So Mm -hmm. the police couldn't really gain anything from these accounts. And the night that they had disappeared. Why do you think people make up random stories? I guess attention or to be a part of something. Oh, okay. Why? Because, like, why do you make up a random story if it's not going to help? Like, what's the reasoning for it? You're just, just distracting just to, the thing. Just to say that they helped. Yeah, like, not the right they, way. To get their name in a paper or something. Um, But the night that they had disappeared, the fathers of the three girls stalked out the car from a distance with shotguns in hand to see oh. if anybody would return. Daddies ain't playing. Yeah. All dads? Mm-hmm, all three of them. Oh. To see if, like, anybody came suspicious looking mm-hmm. around. Yeah, but nobody ever did. Um, the next morning, on December 24th, 1974, a letter was received. Oh, this is right near Christmas. Yeah. You can tell who's paying attention. I am. I just... A letter... Stop. A letter was received and was addressed to Rachel's husband, Tommy, but was written as Thomas A. Trulicia, with just Rachel's name, her first name, well, Rachel, the middle name, written mm-hmm. in the top left corner. They saw the letter as strange because the name the name of Tommy was written super formal and it was something that she didn't do. Mm-hmm. Like people who knew the couple knew that Rachel always addressed her husband as Tommy and not Thomas. So the zip code where it was coming from, mm-hmm. it was like stamped, right? Uh-huh. And it had read 76083. But the three had looked like it was backwards. So they were thinking it's a, it was an incomplete eight. 
like only half of an eight. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. So if it were to be seven six zero eight eight, it it would be a city thirty miles west of Fort Worth. Okay, but they couldn't really determine where it came from or what was the other zip code if it had a three where would that be it not even it, was, it, it didn't exist zip code in texas oh uh hmm. the letter itself it had said i know i'm going to catch it but we just had to get away we're going to houston see you in about a week the car is in sears upper lot love rachel that's it that's what it said mm -hmm. and the name at the end signing rachel also stood out to the family at the end of the name, the L had first appeared to be an E, like a lowercase E, because mm -hmm. it was in cursive, but then it was written over to make it look like an L. Okay. Okay. No one in the family believed this was written by Rachel herself, and the family had claimed that the letter looked to be written by a child or someone illiterate. And I saw the letter myself, and I thought it was pretty good. You have a picture of it? I do have a picture of it. Can I see it, please? Of course. Yeah, that looks completely normal, right? But it it kind of looks like a man would do it, like man handwriting. Like you can see right here, like it's kind of like traced but over. But I've never seen end. a man writing cursive. Really? Mm -hmm. I have like older guys. No, older men. Yes, I mean it kind it kind of does look like a man's handwriting. Because whenever I think busted. of a women's cursive, I think of my mom's, and it's just like. It's like perfect, just perfect lines and everything. And, yes, like girl. Oh, yeah, this one kind of looks busted. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's a man. Like a man, yeah, right. And the handwriting. Do we just genderfy a freaking handwriting, handwriting note? Yeah. I mean, it's part of the case. We have to. Yeah, you we have to think what we yes, think. You got to get every single detail. You're right. The handwriting analyst view that. It was written by a hand, a right-handed person, while Rachel was actually left-handed. How are they gonna know right hand? You're left-handed. Left hand. Okay, so sometimes don't you like smear the thing? Yeah, some. But it depends on the pen or like the sharpie yes. or what it is. Like if you're writing in it, yeah, you'll have the. <laughs> Did you never had it? I had. The, is your dad left-handed? Yes. I saw him right. I think I my like, mom's left-handed. <gasps> really? But Aaron's right. I saw. I saw your dad right, and I was like. <gasps> He's left-handed. I have a cousin who's left-handed, but his dad did not like it, so he forced him to write right-handed. So now he he's right-handed now. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's why his thing is all ugly. His hand his handwriting is ugly now. Mm -hmm. Dang. Because he's supposed to be left-handed, mm -hmm. but his dad did not like that. My uncle, so he forced him to write right-handedly. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. But they did do DNA tests on the envelope and everything, but it didn't match to her or anyone in the system. Okay. Yeah. Someone new. Yeah. New criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, a week of the disappearances, the families began to come in contact with psychics, and there was this guy from Dallas. His name was Mr. Joseph. The families had visit hi visited him, and the family of Renee had said that he knew things about her that she didn't expect he would know. Uh, he had told the families that dope was involved and there were three to five people involved and the girls were being held against their wills. And also he had said that Renee cannot get home and visualized the girls around a lake with horses nearby. Uh, Mr. Wow. Yeah. If I go missing, would you bring in a psychic? 
Mm-hmm. Can you breathe in? Bring in um, Teresa, Teresa Caputo. Caputo. Yeah. If I die, if I die, you have to get in contact with her. You have to send her. You're going to be on the podcast to, to talk to me, okay? Okay, well, can I get a video saying how much you love her so I can show her? Yes, okay. sure. Put it in my will. But you got to promise to talk to her, I okay? You can't make your will. You have to make your will yourself. Oh, well, I'll put it in my will. Okay. That you okay. have to talk to her. Okay, Pay her. Okay, her. If it's a thousand bucks, I don't give a fuck. Okay. Pay it. I need to talk to Mother <laughs> Teresa. I'm going to get your credit card and you charge okay. it later. <laughs> That's not. Does your credit card turn off when you die? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it has to. It's got to. Yeah, right. Continue. Like expired? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and the psychic also told them that the girl that he had felt that the girls had went up Ooh, north. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> that the girls had went up north instead of down south to Houston. Where's uh, that town that that Fort Worth? No, the town on the zip code was that south or north? Thirty miles west. West. I freaking knew it. Mm-hmm. See, I pay attention. Thank <gasps> you. So more psychics were consulted by mail, as the families were also sending them clothes that belonged to the girls. And about 60% of the psychics has stated... Psychics, right? Psychics, that's how you say it? Psychic? Yeah, psychics. Okay. Has stated that there was a blue hippie van involved. Who's the psychics? Psychic. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Is it psychic? It's not a sidekick. It's a psychic. 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 I'm over here like, a sidekick? What you talking about? Right, that's like somebody's sidekick. Yeah. Psychic. It's two different things, right? Psychic. Psychic. Okay. You don't put too much emphasis on the Eek. side. Side. Psychic. Yeah. Okay. Like a cytoplasm. Bro, that's two totally different spellings. I'm learning it at school right now. <laughs> God. A cytoplasm? Is for the nucleus. Yeah. <laughs> the nucleus. I think that's from Nacho Libre. <laughs> Inside the man is a nucleus. It's his nucleus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these corn dogs amp me up, sister. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. So the psychics had stated that there was a blue hippie van involved, and they also believed that the girls had traveled north and not south. The one psychic had told the families that the girls were in a shallow grave near a creek in Mansfield, which is about 20 miles down south from Fort Worth, and some of the family members went to go look and Rachel's mom had claimed that where one of the girls were supposed to be buried, they had put up a skull of a pig. <gasps> yeah. Well, I think that has no relation, though. Yeah, but it was, like, kind of... <gasps> sus. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, on February... You think psychics do that and then go plant the thing themselves? Mm-mm. Oh. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're trying to make a name for yourself. That's the worst way to do it. I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. I guess. Okay, so on February 6, 1975, Julie's mom had received a phone call that she believed was her daughter. She claimed that she answered the phone, but no one spoke. She said hello many times, but nothing was said. Then she heard a low moan, and the girl was calling out for her mom. She had asked, who is this? And the girl just continues to call out for the mom. And then she asked, is this Julie Mosley? And the caller replied, yes, and then it was cut off. Um, there is no for sure that this was her daughter, but she did believe it was up until she passed. Yeah. <gasps> her mom died and she didn't know what happened to her mm-hmm. daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, in the spring of 1975, the families hired John Swam, Swam as a private investigator. 
In August, SWAM had discovered a 28-year-old man who had worked for a local store where Rachel had applied for a job, and he was making a string of obscene phone calls in the area. It was it was discovered that the man who was using that the man was using his position to get information from young women, like all the references and you know people that. Bro, you scared me. <laughs> Go on. Um, the man once lived in Rachel's neighborhood, but moved away before she got married. Like, what do you mean references? Like, you know when you submit a job application? Oh, he was digging. He was, he getting, was yes, he was getting information about all these girls and stuff. Oh, he would call. He would call around call and be like, and, oh, "What do you know about this girl?" And, no, but he was just making like obscene phone calls to them and being weird. Okay. Yes, but nothing ever came about this. Mm-hmm. So that was a dead end. And then on a- in April of that same um, same year, 1975, Swam had received a tip that the girls had been killed under a bridge in Port Lavaca on the Texas Highway 35. The investigator, the families, and about like 100 volunteers began a search for like six hours, but no trace of the girls were ever found. And then later that year, Tommy had filed a divorce against his missing wife. He soon remarried, moved away, Losing all contact with his former in-laws. Kind of sus, but right? not sus enough. I feel like it's shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is like 17, 18, 19 now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, in that same year, SWAM and the county investigators were in Brazoria County <gasps> after the. <laughs> Wait. You talking about B County? <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> like getting close. Yes. And they, after that, they had found skeletal remains of one male and two females. Where? I don't know specifically where. Dang, you need to find that one out. And they were found in a field by an oil drilling crew. Yeah, I know where that's at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, Swim had the bones. That's off of um, 2004. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where that's at. Um, <laughs> swim and the bones. Swim. Those aren't even oil fields, right? Oil drilling crew. Is that they have oil, oil anywhere? Things? You got to dig for oil, but they have the big. Oh, yeah, I mean you could put it out there. Anyways, we don't really, really know where it's at, yeah, guys. Anyways, We're just playing. <laughs> um, swim had the bones and dental records checked, but belonged to a teenage boy and two other females who were not identified as being one of the girls. So, wow, but yeah. they solved another mystery. Mm-hmm. And then in 1979, Swam had committed suicide by drug overdose. Upon his death, he ordered that Swam. That's his name. The P.I.? Mm-hmm. He had an overdose? He committed suicide. Why? I don't know. He just did it. And upon his death, he ordered that all his files on the case be destroyed. What? what? Mm-hmm. So, whether there were, so whether there was something valuable in those files, we'll never know. He found something out. You think? Maybe, like, he found something out he wasn't supposed to. Like what? Like, he found out what happened in, let's say it was, like... Like a sex trafficking? Like a mob. Like a mafia. They're like, if you say what you're finna say to that family, you're gonna get tortured, Mm. killed. And he's like, well, there's only one way out of this, and it's to die. Destroy all the thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, he had all his files destroyed and everything. So later... More bones were being found in Brazoria County and all over the South <gasps> Texas, but neither were to be the remains of the missing girls. So oh. they're just finding all these skeletons and mm-hmm. stuff, but none of them were them. Um, 
Seven years after the disappearance in 1981, a Houston man was visiting his sister in Fort Worth at, at the mall that day and came forward saying he saw an unidentified male forcing the girls into the van. He claimed he approached them but was told the oldest girl was his wife and that it was a family dispute and to just stay out of it. The man said he made a mental note of the plate number but went back to Houston unaware of what was happening around him. He moved to Fort Worth and heard about the case, and the police tried to hypnotize him to get that. Plate, what the hell? To get that plate number from him, but it failed. How how long ago since it happened that he moved from? He so he saw everything that happened. He went back to Houston. Seven years later, he came okay, back yeah, and told girl, him, yeah, no one's gonna remember that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And in two thousand one, this the case was given to a guy named Tom. Tom Boucher. Tom Brady. Tom Boucher. Okay. Um, he had strongly believed that the girls had left with someone they knew or had felt comfortable with, but soon met with foul play at the end. He had believed the girls were deceased and had stated that he had sent over 150 letters to offices to nearby states asking about unidentified female bodies found over the years, but none were to match. So he just sent a bunch of these letters to like corner offices. Mm-hmm. To see, like, their Jane Doe, see if any of them were to match one of the girls. Okay. So, that same year in April, a new witness had came forward and stated he had seen the girls at 11.30 p.m. in a truck with a young male security guard who had also worked for the mall. He said that all three girls had looked relaxed and as if they had gone in the truck willingly. They asked, why did he take so long to come forward with the story? Um, but he said that he didn't. He said he told them a few days after dis- the disappearance and that investigators had never followed through. Uh, the witness was named Bill Hutchins, who was also a security guard at the time. And while working the overnight shift, checking through the lots, he had seen a young security guard driving through the lot with three young girls and had claimed he actually talked to the guy driving and he said that everything seemed fine. He later saw the reports days later went in and talked to the security secretary mm-hmm. or yeah, the secretary at the office gave her his name and nothing came out of it. He didn't hear back from the police until 2001 and they were actually able to track down the guy who was driving the girls in the pickup truck. He had claimed he didn't know the girls or ever seen them or even have them in his truck. But this would explain the theory that it was someone who they had felt safe with because he was a security guard. Oh. But they found nothing on him either. I mean, seven years later, so. There are many theories going into this case. This is like the main one being that Rachel's sister, Deborah, had something to do with her disappearance. And her other, her, the brother, Rusty, uh-huh. he was accusing her of acting suspicious. That he thinks that she's the one that wrote the letter and everything. Um, and she's she obviously is denying everything. They were just saying that she was involved because she was married to Tommy and all that stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, the other theory is that the girls were kidnapped and sex trafficked into becoming prostitutes. And since Texas is so close to Mexico, statistically a third of the sex trafficking comes from Texas in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's what I think happened. Oh, that's your hypothesis? That's my hypothesis, Your theory? Yeah. Um, and there was a 
Um, a story claiming that a Jane Doe was murdered in Arkansas in 1991, and the boyfriend slash pimp was arrested and convicted for murdering her. <laughs> and it, in exchange for some information, he wanted four thousand dollars. Oh, he claimed that the Jane Doe grew up with the three girls who disappeared in the mall back in '74. And he was just saying random stuff that the younger girl died giving birth. And one one of the detectives in the case claimed that she knew him since she he started working there, and that she knew that he was just lying and it was he was just saying some shit mm-hmm. to get his four grand. Yeah. And there were theories that Rachel and Renee were at the mall, and at some point had lost track of Julianne because she was just nine. Uh-huh. And since they didn't want to get in trouble, so they ran off. I'm pretty well that didn't happen. Yeah. It's just a bunch of theories and stuff, and this one, I'm maybe this one I'm thinking may happen, mm-hmm. but it had said that Rachel and Renee had met up with some guys and decided to do drugs that afternoon and allowed Julie to try some, and then Julie had the bad reaction and died, making the other two run off to avoid their consequences. Mm, I don't think that one was it either. Why? How old were the two older ones? Eight, 16, 17, 17, and 14. No. Why? I just don't think it. I'm not going to drug a nine-year-old. But this is the 70s. But it's a nine-year-old. So, I mean, they had to take her with her. But, I mean, she got to do drugs. You just sit in the corner like a child. You sit so there. Maybe Let the, the grown-ups do the thing. Maybe the two older girls were bad influences. Bad people. Well, do you think that happened? Maybe. I think I think I'm more on the sex traffic. Yes, part. I think so too. Yeah, because if they don't, if you don't ever find their bodies or whatnot, they gotta have been gone. Mm-hmm. So there was another one that said like, that the girls never left the mall at the first place because the mall was like it's like three leveled and it had a lot of basements underneath. Uh huh. So it had said that they might have went into these areas by themselves or followed someone or was forced down there and were raped and murdered and everything they didn't ever check down there no the police didn't even want to go in there until but the afterward they closed, didn't check i guess this- not but um you know how it was like uh, around christmas time yeah and some some of the malls close on christmas day uh-huh so maybe this person put them down there killed them and came back when nobody was there uh-huh christmas time and disposed of their bodies of things. maybe i don't know yeah and then, so, the brother Rusty of Rachel, he does um, he does some diving in lakes and mm-hmm. to pull cars from underneath <gasps> to see if any of the... Of, Is he the YouTuber? I don't know. But the most recent one is 2019. That he recorded? Yeah, there's videos of him doing it. Well, he just goes around lakes mm-hmm. to pull cars out to see if they're... Any remains that belong to them? Oh, then it's probably not him because yeah. people post very recent. That's pretty long time ago too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had. Um, there was a leg. There were three cars in there, and they were mm-hmm. pulling up the last one. But um, it was so old, and all that started falling started oh. falling apart, so they couldn't get to it. Hmm. Yeah. So he's still kind of looking for his sister. He is, yeah. Both. I mean, yeah. Rusty. And what about um? I didn't. That's what I said. He was the only one that I saw was doing something about it. It was like 70, 80, 90s, Euro, about 50 years ago. Damn, he's still looking for her. 
And what's the older sister's name? Diane. Debra. <laughs> so what do you think really happened? Like, what do you think truly? Like, you give me a theory sex, of your own. Sex trafficked. And put where? What do you mean put where? Where were they taken? Wherever they could be taken. Mexico they they, no? they ship. I don't want to say ship them, but they shipping them around. Mm-hmm. You know, there's they're not being sex trafficked. Isn't specifically in one place. Yeah. They, yeah. So why do you think they didn't get murdered? What do you mean? Why don't? Why do you think not the murder theory? Maybe that security guard did have to, something to do with it. I, and he was just lying. And they there's a lot of there was um a lot of p a police um. Corruption here, not corruption, but like there was not a lot of police action mm-hmm. put upon this case. It wasn't taken that serious. Because they were young girls, so they would count them as a runaway. First. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even check them inside the malls. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did. Maybe they could have got some clues. Maybe not thoroughly. Yeah, they they could have got some clues if they actually did this like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Really look through it. Comb yeah. the mall mm-hmm. with a lice comb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Happened? Oh, what did I think happened? Um, I think the sex traffic too. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they would have found the bodies if not. Unless they got, I don't know. But I think the security guard maybe had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my theory. Sex trafficked. Yeah. Well, thank you for your unsolved case. You're welcome. I wanted this to be solved. What if if the people who die and their ashes go in the ocean, their next life are a fish, a sea animal? Well, hope I'm like a goddamn beluga whale or something, not a you, damn you tuna. Li- <laughs> so I'm dead. You know what? No, I want to be a deep sea animal. Oh, like a mysterious one? Yeah, one that's never been discovered. It just lives its truer life. I've out. always liked the one that has like a little. The angler? Yeah. That's what it's called, an anglerfish? The little. The yeah. light? light. Yeah. So I think people who are born on Earth, I mean, get buried in the, the <laughs> get buried in the land, I think they get cremated into another human mm. or a bird or a bug. Mm. May, when they get buried in the soil, you know how many bugs live on this Earth? <laughs> I think they become bugs because there's so many bugs. <laughs> So the people who get murdered and left out in the open become land animals? No. Or trees? They, no. People who are murdered become birds. So they can keep flying free. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And people who die accidentally, they don't get cremated. I mean, they don't get, they don't get nothing. Reincarnated? Yeah. They're, they're go- they stay as ghosts. No, ghost people are people who want to relive their life. Um, sorry for the late. Um, Very late. Again, um, sorry for the late episode. We're gonna get back on track, guys. We just have very busy schedules and conflicting, and there's not really a lot of time where we can be together anymore. Oh, but like us having time to do this. Is, yeah, it's it's, it's kinda, cranking down. But yeah. So we hope you enjoy this unsolved case. Yeah. Presented by Majority. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tell them bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
And as Kylie Jenner would say, rise and shine. But we say it's crime time because this is Good Morning America.